Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Fifteen minutes on the timer, and the topic is music. Yeah, Wendy, you, the music has helped you out a lot this week, hasn't it? Ah, oh, yes, yeah. So I, I've had a bit of a difficult week um, this week. We're in September, end of September, and this I've got family illness situations going on, mainly my girlfriend's family, to be honest. But it's having a big impact on her, and therefore a, a big impact on me. Yep. People I care about are unwell. And it's it's hard. And my work is really stressful at the moment. And that's hard too. And the thing that's brought me the, the most light this week, without shadow of a doubt, was my favourite band releasing their new album. Um, so the band is called Fleet Foxes, but that, I think that's largely irrelevant. Like it's it's just what I want to talk about is the impact that the, the music has had on me. And um, I guess I'd say my mental health, but that feels like that makes it sound as though I'm suffering from some sort of mental health crisis. And I'm not, I'm just having a tough time. I'm, I'm, I'm resilient. I'm coping with it. I'm, 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 I'm doing okay, but I've been feeling a bit low and listening to the Fleet Foxes album on repeat, basically since it came out has just completely changed that. Um, I, I've always been into music since I was little. My dad is a huge music fan. He's very knowledgeable about music and so I grew up in a house which was just constantly filled with folk or prog rock or the Beatles. And that has definitely shaped my, my view of music, my understanding of music and my appreciation for it. But I had a period probably from about the age of 30 to basically just before lockdown where I just stopped listening. I stopped listening to music and I just spent all my time listening to podcasts and in lockdown, I've I kind of changed that. I've flipped it. And while I'm working at home, because I'm not going to be disturbing colleagues, I can put music on in the background. And it's it's kind of rejuvenated my love for it. And it's been amazing. But yeah, this album just makes me feel... It takes me away to a, to a happier place. And it 
I mean, I think it's their style as well, the nature of the band they are. I literally feel like the sun is shining on me when I listen to them. Yeah. And that sounds ridiculous, no, no. but that's how I feel. I had, I had a similar experience this morning when I was walking Frank, my dog, and uh, Michael Kiwanuka won the Mercury Prize mm. yesterday. And that ha- that is my favourite album of the last year. Or well, it's probably released over a year ago. So I lose, lose concept of time when these lockdowns happened and what is last year and this year I can't remember when it was gone but when it was released but I was there I had the same same thing it it was sunny but I was listening to it and it's such despite dealing with some really sort of tough subjects certainly um you know the world and how um the BLM movement and 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 um you know the what what a lot of black people and people from ethnic minorities are going through currently so it deals with a lot of that but it's also such an uplifting album. And I was just listening and found myself feeling not euphoric, but just very happy and content listening to this this amazing kind of, I don't know how to describe it, sort of like 70s soul or northern soul. And then there's a bit of indie in there. It's just an amazing, incredible piece of work. But yeah, it has. it's interesting what an impact music can have on, on, on your mood, both positive and negative. What are your main reasons for listening to music? Do you like it as a as an escape? Do you like it to to raise you up, or do you do you also enjoy albums that um, that tackle tough subject matters and and might make you feel yeah like sort of negative emotions? Well, as well? I, like, I think probably my most favourite genre is hip hop, and the, I would say ninety five percent of hip hop is about violence and uh, mm. and other things. But it, it's become a little bit more. Um, woke or a little bit more conscious in 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 recent in the last decade or so but but by and large hip-hop comes from um uh, you know places where things were difficult for the for the people that made that that music so they people write about what they know right so um so i do i listen to it and that doesn't impact me i just admire the craft that that goes into writing bars yeah um, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, no, of course. I listen to all, all, all kinds of things. I think what music does, though, it's different. The, the kind of, when I find an album I love and I really love it, I, it just it consumes you, doesn't it? You, you listen to it constantly yeah, yeah. to the point where you can't listen to it anymore. And that's probably what you had with this album, uh, this Fleet Foxes album. Um, but it's a different type of entertainment than, than, than say, film. It, doesn't give you, it gives you a different feeling than film does. It's a much more personal relationship. And it is mm. it's more comparable to podcasts, I think, than, than than other forms of media in that it's a very personal thing usually. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had this experience before, but I remember it's happened a couple of times. There's been an album that I've absolutely fallen in love with, really like loved it to bits. I've loved every bar of every song and I've related to them and the different songs have made me feel different emotions and then I've I've played it to someone else, and as we've both been listening to it, I've felt really embarrassed and felt like, oh god, this isn't actually that good. I don't like it because it's good. I like it because it's speaking to me. Yes. Have you ever had that feeling? Yeah, of course. Uh, and not not necessarily it's good. It's uh, mine's generally is the anxiety that they're not liking it as much as me, and actually they're not relating <laughs> yes. to this at all, and they don't. Yeah. Because it is such a personal thing, and that's why it's best to just when you're recommending music is not to sit just yeah you know, have a listen to that. Don't sit down and go listen to this, because mm. the person, if they're not completely into it, and you've got your relationship, <laughs> like I, we have this conversation with with T um, from the from the Fighting Cop podcast, where he recommends stuff that he knows that I will like. He understands my taste, 
and he recommends stuff to me. And even though he recommends things to me, and I, I, I take him, you know, his word on on music. He's he's, he's got an impeccable taste, and it's it's, it's um, very eclectic, eclectic, right? Um, but he might recommend an album to me, and I won't listen to that album for four months, five months, and then I'll get to it, and then it clicks. Sometimes it won't click, but then it clicks, and I'll go, "T, that was wicked." Whereas I think when you recommend something, you expect them to to listen to it and get into it straight away and it's frustrating it so you know it's that personal relationship with with the piece of music or the or a particular album is is just that what what you know what in terms of what 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 i find funny is i'll get like i, I try my best not to get angry at anything the only time i, I kind of lose I, I, I lose control of things irritating me is when i've had a few too many beers and i might be on twitter and people are fucking me off or something right but one thing that always gets to me is if someone has a different opinion about something I really like in terms of music. Like, you know, the, 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 this argument about Beatles, who's better, Beatles or Queen? Anyone who says oh Queen is an imbecile, in my opinion. And it really fucks me off that anyone out there can think, even, even conceive of a world where Queen are a, a better band than the Beatles. I don't understand it, and it fucks me off. And I think lesser people who do think that. And that, that's completely stupid and irrational because it's about your personal relationship with these albums, right? Or these, these bands. But yeah, it fucks me off if people don't agree with my taste in music. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, agreed. And t- just to go back to T, I don't know how he does it, but he is able to perfect. He's he- he's basically got Al- Amazon's algorithm in his head. Yes, he's able to perfectly understand what it is you like in music and recommend something that is just your taste. It's a gift. So he 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 recommended to me um, the album Black Beans by Choosy in Exile, which I've spent a lot of the last six months listening to and absolutely adore. Uh, he doesn't rec- recommend stuff to me that often. He recommended that. He just knew I'd like it and he was absolutely spot. He was bang on the money. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, but if, if he was recommending stuff every two minutes, it would lose it. So what he does is he, yeah. he waits until he finds yeah. something that he knows. He goes, right, that's for Windy. That's for Flav. And uh, yeah, he, he, he doesn't... He, he's got us in little boxes, hasn't he? He knows... He, he's got us... Yeah, he's, compartmentalized, and he knows exactly who we are and what we appreciate. It's genuine. It's a gift. It really is. And <laughs> and, and, and and if if you asked him, maybe we should ask him about this shit. But if you asked him, I don't think he'd understand where it comes from. It's just like a gift. It's, it's, he it's, just knows. It's something that he's he's um he's is through his experiences has picked up that he's sensitive to what other people's tastes are. So you spoke about um, the craft and appreciating the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the first in terms of the musicality and the instruments what are the first things you notice when you press play on a new LP I used to like whenever anything folky uh, just a guitar and a uh, usually a male voice um, so I'd always look for that kind of stuff um, but I don't know I just feel like I just have if I listen to something and I like it I just get mm. this feeling inside me and I'm like this is the bollocks and, and actually it's often within the first 30 seconds that I think 
incredible. Like the, he, the tea, I keep talking about tea here, but um, he recommended a uh, Freddie Gibbs album. Uh, just the latest one he's released. I can't remember what the name of it is now. But anyway, uh, and as soon as I heard it, the first song, I was like, yes, this is quality. And just listened to it over and over again. As it turned out, it had uh, the response was critical acclaim so it wasn't like I was onto something that no one else was but it's it was just it's just this feeling you get when you yeah. l- listen to something that resonates and for whatever reason it, it, it that that did actually Wendy I want to ask you is there any albums from your youth that you adored but you listen back to now and think Jesus that's not that great yeah there's a lot um, I was really into Britpop <laughs> when I was, <laughs> so I grew, I, I was born in 84, so Britpop hits 94, 95, and I, I was really into Blur and Oasis and the Blue Tones especially. Yeah, you loved the Blue Tones, didn't you? I really did, I really, really did. I went to see them, you know, 20 plus times, I absolutely Fucking adored them. Fucking hell, really? Jesus, that's an yeah, obsession. Yeah, yeah. 20 plus yeah. times? Yeah, I would go and see them every time they played in London or surrounding areas. And um, I had loads of friends through them as well. So it was great. But um, I listen back now and and some of their music is really good and some of it is, is not. And there's loads of Britpop bands that I, I liked at the time and sound horrendous now. But then also, when after The Strokes released their debut album, uh, there were lots of bands, often the bands, uh, who who tried to do what the Strokes did, and I really liked them at the time. And I listen back now and think, Jesus, that is absolutely like horrendously bad. There's no there's no redeeming features. Razorlight, for example, oh I thought God. Razorlight were really good no. when they first came out. Nah. I listen to that now; it is awful. Yeah, shit. And 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 the thing is, is a lot of that music at that time were these were sing along. These were sing along tunes. They were like people would kill me for saying that we were really into indie. Going back to what I said a minute ago about disliking what other people would like and vice versa but they were we, indie for me was going to the borderline club with my mates yeah I love that place getting pilled up and, and just singing indie tunes in a big room full of sweaty people and hopefully pulling at the end of the night that that was indie for me and I listened to it and I got into it but I listen back to it now and I it's it's a lot of it's just shit. It's not it's not even worth worth worth. There's still stuff. some nostalgia there. There's some memories, I, I, but I would, the, the quality of the music. Just to say it. this, I've had to make concede. Like, I think Oasis are actually a better band musically than people people give them credit for. I don't think they get enough credit. I think people are, they think if you're obsessed with Oasis, then you're just some you know twatty uh, pie and mash pie and mash kind of guy, whatever. But um, yeah, so that was uh, that, that that that's how I remember Indy. But my one just it was and i listened to him recently there's one of my i i considered um melancholy and me in in the infinite sadness by smashing pumpkins is one of like top three albums and people love it it's like a classic right yeah i listened to it the other day and i was like oh my god this is not as good as i remember at all in fact yeah bullet with butterfly wings is borderline cringeworthy and i I feel (laughs) bad saying anyone who's massive pumpkins fan is gonna hate this but that's just what I feel right now. I went to see Smashing Pumpkins not that long ago, maybe, God, okay, maybe it was that long ago, seven or eight years ago, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I really hated the gig. Um, and I had this, exactly what you said, I, I was expecting so much because I liked those albums back in the day, but oh, it was so bad, so, so bad. I'm interested as well, you, you mentioned, um, you, you said the word euphoria. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, you know, if people have listened to the drugs episode, they'll know I've never taken MDMA, so I've never experienced chemical euphoria. Mm. 
but um i think i have felt euphoria a handful of times in my life mm. and a couple of them a handful of them have been um at gigs yeah definitely. 100%. And, and i think being in the middle so the last time this happened was when i went to see beach house who are who that they're that kind of band anyway they're, they're very synthy the songs tend to build up into a crescendo yes. in the same way that like cigaros tend to do that it's there's a there's a point they just they bring you along like a, there's like a wave which you're you're being carried along on and then suddenly there's this peak and i had this really sort of deeply visceral experience at a beach house gig where i just felt absolutely on top of the world and i like i literally it's so cliched but i had my head like raised towards the ceiling and i had my eyes closed yes and i had my arms out and i just felt amazing yeah well i, I had a comparable thing although i was under the influence uh, i was on my brother's shoulders it was a kings of leon um about 15 years ago concert at wembley arena and i was on my brother's shoulders with my arms out looking at the stage and they were playing the crescendo of one of their massive songs, like all built up. And I had my arms out and I looked up and there was a camera behind me and I was on the camera, <laughs> on the screen, above Kings of Leon in the middle of this crowd with my arms out. It was, if not probably, the best moment of my life. It was incredible. I, th- I couldn't interrupt you because it was too good, but our 15 minutes are up. <laughs> 